Welcome again to Alger Assembly of God, and welcome to Mother's Day. For those of you that are here with us in person, those who are watching or listening online, we say welcome to Alger Assembly of God. See, a mother tucked her son into bed on the eve of his fifth birthday, and she was trying to communicate the idea of what that birthday was all about. So, Kevin, she said, this is the last night of your fourth year. Do you understand that? Kevin nodded his head. You see, for a full year, he had shown people four fingers for his four years, and he was now excited and ready to add a thumb. Seeing his four fingers, his mother nodded and said, when you go to bed and when you go to sleep tonight, you'll still be four years old. But do you know how old you'll be in the morning when you wake up? Kevin nodded enthusiastically as he then added a thumb to his four little fingers, and he said, Tomorrow, Mommy, I'll be a handful. <laughs> so to all of you who currently have, or at some point have had, little handfuls, uh, we do say Happy Mother's Day to you. We are honoring and celebrating you, uh, the special uh, mothers, special women that have been in our lives. And uh, certainly today, it, it is an awesome day. It's a special day, uh, but it's also many times a challenging day. There's a, a wide audience of people, and certainly it's a, it's a happy day and an exciting day, as well as sometimes a challenging day. But as we jump into this Mother's Day message, we see that moms, uh, there's a unique perspective on life. How many of you, let's just say, you've caught your mom lying at some point? Be honest. Your, your moms have kind of stretched the truth just a little bit. Here's a handful of, uh, we'll call them lies, that maybe moms have told in the past. This one said, when I was pouting or mad, my mom used to tell me that my face would stay that way forever if I held it that way too long. That was a lie. Or this, whenever I was scared to go to sleep in my room as a kid, she would give me a spray bottle of Monster Be Gone and spray it upstairs. That's pretty good. That's pretty clever. Got to use that. My mom told my brother and me that if we were bad, she would have our great Aunt Agnes come babysit us. She said she was old and mean and had ugly warts. Guess what? We don't have a great Aunt Agnes. How about this one? My mom told me that whenever I told a lie, a little white spot would appear on my forehead that only she could see. All right, so some of you are smiling. Maybe it's not these, but you remember some little stories maybe that mom had told growing up. So I'm going to invite you to turn with me, if you would, into the New Testament to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Now, this is a passage of Scripture we, we often associate with Christmas, getting ready for and preparing for the birth of Jesus Christ. However, we're going to take a look today on Mother's Day and examine this woman that God had selected to be the earthly mother of his son. So in a day, an age, and an era, and a culture of lies and falsehoods and half-truths, what we're going to take a look at today are a number of Mother's Day truths from the life of Mary. Mother's Day truths 
from the life of Mary. Here's Mother's Day truth number one. No matter who you are, God can use you. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now, we tend to believe that maybe you need to be absolutely perfect for God to be able to use you. In fact, on Mother's Day, there's a, a very popular, well-known uh, passage of Scripture. It's Proverbs 31. It's a, it's a favorite of many, and I, I know I've preached on it in the past. And it, it recounts all of these things about this godly or this virtuous woman. And sometimes when people hear that, whether it's mothers or women or men as well, the, the list seems so, so large and so long. The thought is, wow, how can anybody measure up to something like that? And maybe that's a, a thought you might have is, how can I measure up to somebody else? I mean, how could God use someone like me? Now, we're looking at in this text, Luke chapter 1, we see that God had chosen and selected Mary. And we're going to see you don't have to be perfect for God to choose and to use you. What we see is a rather ordinary girl with quite a few question marks that you and I might have about God's choice, and yet God determined to use her. No matter who you are, God can use you. First of all, what we see is and understand, Mary was very young. Now we think about Christmas, or you think about the Christmas story, and Joseph, and Mary, and Jesus, and sometimes we think about this man and this woman, and, and maybe, you, maybe you think of your mom, or you think of your grandma, you, I'm not sure who you think of, but when we take a look at Mary, she was not married yet, she was pledged to be married. Most scholars would look to her and believe that she was probably between the ages of 12 and 16. Now, let's just break it down. As I'm reading through that, as I'm studying and I see that, that would be me taking a look at our girls and saying that Mary would be somewhere around the ages of Brooklyn, who turns 12 at the end of the month, and Autumn, who just turned 15. You put it into that perspective, not just saying graduating high school, graduating college, getting married, but now having this child, God selecting this one to have a child. And some might say, wow, that is young. Apparently, God didn't think that was too young to be used. God was enabling and choosing Mary. Now, just in case some of you think, well, I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I mean, you're not going to confuse me with being too young. If you might think you're on the other end of the spectrum, verse um, 26, we see it's in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Elizabeth, as we find out later in uh, the end of the chapter, says that she was to have a child in her old age, even though she was thought to be barren. Young? Old? Anywhere in between? Guess what? God can choose to use you. No matter who you are, God can use you. Be encouraged. Be affirmed by that. Mary was young. 
Mary had no experience. Now, just, just think with me for a moment. If you were God and you're going to bring your son Jesus Christ to the earth, would you perhaps look around and see who is the most awesome mother around? Oh, that's the one I'll, I'll send my son to. Yet here is Mary who's young, not married, has not had a child. Maybe she's taking care of some siblings. Maybe she's taking care of some relatives. Who knows? But she has not been a mom. She's not had experience. And now she's the one who's going to be raising his son, Jesus. Again, I'm trying to put into personal perspective. And, and I think about last year, Autumn had her ACL injury. Imagine if we show up at the hospital and we meet this doctor who looks at us and is so excited and smiles, shakes her hand and says, wow, I'm so excited to meet you. I am so excited to do my very, very first ACL surgery. I mean, I've read about it, but I can't wait to open up your daughter's knee and, you know, explore. How nervous would that make me feel? How nervous might that make you feel? And yet here is God entrusting his son to marry a, a young girl with no experience. Mary also did not have a lot of material resources. She was rather poor. Her and Joseph in Luke chapter 2 says they took him to the temple to be circumcised. And they were instructed to bring a lamb for a burnt offering and a dove or a pigeon for a sin offering. Now, going back to the law in the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 12 instructs that if they don't have the resources for the lamb, if that's too expensive, they could bring a second dove or a pigeon. Well, in Luke chapter 2, what did Mary and Joseph bring? It says that they bring two doves. So there's not a lot of resources Young, no experience, and yet God says, I choose you. The encouragement is, no matter who you are, God can use you. Now, where was Mary from? Nazareth, town with maybe not the greatest of reputations, maybe on the wrong side of the tracks. In fact, in John chapter 1, verse 46, when mentioning about Jesus... He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I mean, you know, that place over there. Can anything good from anybody over there? And here is Mary and Joseph, young, no experience, no real resources, not from the greatest area or upbringing, and yet God says, I choose you. I've got a plan and I've got a purpose for your life. The encouragement is, no matter who you are, God can use you. Don't limit God. Don't look around and say, well, well, certainly God would use him or God would use her. God can use this other individual because of, well, what they are or what they've got. God sees you and God's able to use you. Here's the second Mother's Day truth. No matter what you face, God is with you. Continuing in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. 
You will conceive and give birth to a son and call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So the angel Gabriel said, don't be afraid. It's, it's one of those familiar things. When you see individuals meeting angels in Scripture, it's the fear not. It's the don't be afraid. But would you blame Mary if she was afraid at what she was facing, the prospects of what was in her near future? Imagine some of the fears perhaps that she might have had about what would take place in her immediate future. Maybe she's fearing the possible divorce by Joseph. Now, in other parts of Scripture, we see that Joseph had in mind to divorce her. Now, a lot is not said about the specifics of that, but think about it from Joseph's perspective. He hears, and it took the angel convincing and sharing with him, this child, this baby is of the Holy Spirit. He might have assumed or thought that perhaps Mary was unfaithful to her. What else could he or would he have thought? It's not the natural thing to say, I've got a baby, and, and it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary might not have known what was going to take place in her future. This possible rejection or who knows what that relationship would have looked like. And yet, the angel assured her God was going to be with her. What about the potential rejection from family and or friends? To come back and, and to share that she's got a child, she's got a baby, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Would family members say, sure, that sounds logical and plausible. Would, would friends and, and acquaintances understand that? Mary hears. Mary hears the angel saying that God's going to be with you, but what does that look like? What does that mean? She might not be real sure about that. She might not be real sure about what other people might think or act or react. What about the potential tarnished reputation in the community? You know how word spreads in towns. I mean, that doesn't happen today now, does it? I think it does, right? Word spreads. Gossip spreads. Can you imagine what would have gone on in that little town when everybody's saying, well, did you hear about Mary? I mean, she says she's got a baby, but it was the Holy Spirit. I mean, do you believe that? Can you imagine what might have or could have spread in her community? In fact, we see in Scripture 30 years later, after Jesus was born, raised, as he was fulfilling his life of ministry, Jesus' enemies came up against him, and they said this quote, We are not illegitimate children. In other words, they were hinting at the fact that Jesus was. He was illegitimate. I mean, certainly that couldn't have been the case. This whole Holy Spirit thing, are you sure? Do you buy that? Do you believe it? 30 years later, this reputation was brought into public view. So who knows all the things that's going through Mary's heart and mind and life. And in the midst of everything, the angel says, God is going to be with you. Doesn't matter what happens to anyone or anyone else, no matter if anyone else abandons you, God is going to be with you. And the encouragement today 
is this. No matter what it is that you might be facing, I know it's going to be definitely different than what Mary has faced. But the situations, the difficulties, the struggles, the challenges, uh, some of the ups and downs of life, the, the joys and the heartaches and sorrows, the encouragement is no matter what you face, God is with you. That's an incredible encouragement. And it's not just for moms. It's not just for mothers. Yes, we're celebrating Mother's Day, but this is for every single one of you here in person, watching or listening online. No matter what you face, God is with you. Mary was hanging on to those words. and In fact, I would be too, right? If your world is turned upside down, and you don't know where to look, and you don't know where to turn, you're going to turn to and trust in God. And I want to encourage you and I to do the very same thing. His words of encouragement to you and to me would be the same. Uh, maybe they're not recorded as in Scripture, as in this very same day, but look at what was said in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus, in Matthew 28, verse 20, he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In other words, no matter what comes, no matter what happens, no matter if your world is shifted upside down because of family or because of finance or because of health or because of job or because of schooling, whatever it is that you might face, here's the comfort, here's the encouragement, God is with you. And so Mary is comforted in that. A young girl who says she's going to have a baby through the power of Jesus Christ, the, the power of the, the Holy Spirit, her child would be Jesus. She is encouraged with the fact that God is with her. No matter what struggles, difficulties, or trials, or hardships you and I might face, I encourage you, bring your issues, bring your problems to God, and trust him with them. So no matter who you are, know that God can use you. No matter what you face, know that God is with you. Final Mother's Day truth today is this. No matter what he promises, God can do it. God can do it. Check it out, Luke chapter 1, verse 34 and following. It says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Verse 37, love that. Highlight it, underline it, tap it if you're looking digitally. Verse 37, nothing is impossible with God. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now, in our text, these several verses we read here, as well as a, a handful of the verses we read earlier, God had some pretty specific and interesting promises for Mary, right? As we're going down through, uh, the, the angel said, well, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son. Right off the bat, that seems possible. That seems doable. I mean, 
There are certain things that can take place that will enable you to be pregnant, and hey, you've got a 50-50 shot of having this son. So, you know, that seems possible, probable, doable. The angel said, you'll call his name Jesus. Listen, that, that can take place. I can call him Jesus. No complaints here. But the angel said, he will be great and called the Son of the Most High. Imagine hearing that about your child while you are just pregnant. That, that seems maybe a little bit more out there. It says he'll receive the throne of David from the Lord God. Wow, that, that's an interesting, specific, and powerful promise. He says he will reign forever and his kingdom will never end. Right about now, it's probably feeling and seeming a little bit overwhelming. She might be saying, are you serious? Is this possible that all of this could take place? Oh, and by the way, all of this is going to happen because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and that is how the baby is inside of you. Okay, any questions? Have a great day. These are some powerful and specific, but definitely promises that are outside of her. She can't accomplish this on her own. They must have sounded rather outrageous and impossible. Imagine if the, uh, you, know, you had uh, somebody show up, it kind of sounds almost like a science fiction movie, perhaps, where you, know, you have this dream and you're told that you would be pregnant with an alien from outer space who's going to grow up and become the president of the United States. I mean, in your mind, you're thinking, wow, that seems so far out there. How could that happen? Uh, that seems so far outside of me and my potential and my abilities. But again, this is not Mary's abilities. This was God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, the angel was encouraging her. Nothing's impossible with God. All of these promises, all of the things that that we are declaring, and I'm speaking for the Lord, all of these things are going to happen because of God, His power, His might, and His presence. And Mary said, okay, may it be to me as you have said. I trust that it happens. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to believe in you because in my own strength and in my own power, I can't make any of this happen. That's a great reminder for you and I because the things that we face and we read through the promises and we say, how in the world can this take place? I'm not able to make these come to pass, but God, his power, his provision, his protection, his might working in and through us, he is able to do the impossible. Is God able to heal bodies? Yes. In situations where it seems bleak, it seems like there's no hope, God is able to heal. Is God able to protect us? Yes. Is God able to provide for us? Yes. Is God able to comfort and encourage us? Yes. No matter what it is that he has promised, God can do it. Even though this news seemed pretty unbelievable, you've got a young girl who's inexperienced with very little resources hearing some pretty specific and pretty powerful promises she was trusting. She was believing that God was going to bring it to pass. She might not have understood it all, but she also did not doubt it. She trusted and she believed that whatever God has promised, he would do it. She knew who she was. 
She knew who God was, and she trusted Him. Listen, God's Word is filled with some powerful and mighty good promises. One of the old songs, old hymns of the church, every promise in the book is mine. The song says, every chapter, every verse, every line. In other words, God has given some incredible promises. And maybe you read some of these things and you say, how in the world is this going to come to pass? God is able to do it. We read through the word of God and there are some incredible promises about salvation. There are individuals you might look to, your thought might be, how in the world could this person turn to and come to Christ? There's promises for salvation. Some of you maybe look back to your life at how you were before Jesus Christ, and you've seen the change he's made in you. There are promises to salvation. There are promises for healing. Yes, God's able to use physicians and doctors and medicine, and yet God is also able to heal. That's a promise he is able to make. It's a promise he is able to keep. Promises made in God's word about provision and about encouragement and guidance and about direction. The things that God promises, he is the one that he is able to bring them to pass. The promises in the, in the word of God are made by God. We can stand on them. We can trust them. We all have people in our lives. And if they're in this room, don't look at them and don't point at them. But we've all got people in our lives that when they speak and make a promise, inside, how many of you, you kind of chuckle, you kind of laugh. Some, some of you laugh out loud. You're trying to contain yourself. Because when you hear them give a promise, inside you think, yeah, right, not going to happen. Why? Because they've probably proven themselves not the most trustworthy. They've not followed through when they've said things in the past. So consequently, when we hear promises being made, you know, we get a little skeptical. We get a little bit hesitant. That's, that's just natural, right? There's people who make promises who don't always seem to follow through. The encouragement is God keeps his word. God keeps his promises. You can trust him. So no matter what it is that he promises, God can do it doesn't matter how impossible it might seem. That the promises given to Mary in the midst of this pregnancy seemed crazy out there wild. And yet the angel said, trust God. Nothing's impossible with God. God will be with you. Whatever he promises, he will do. On this Mother's Day Sunday, I want to challenge and encourage you to take these Mother's Day truths to heart. But don't just, don't just take them to heart. Don't just let them kind of sink in. But take them with you. Take them home, school, work, community. Be reminded today that no matter who you are, God can use you. No matter what problems you might face, God is with you. And no matter what he promises, God can do it. <laughs> 